This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti, going solo this week without my beautiful wife, Remy. Great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country, and thank you for listening to the podcast. First of all, for everyone who reached out there about the Brian Dawkins event that we had to cancel because of the situation, the unfortunate, the sad news that Hugh Douglas, a former teammate of Brian Dawkins, lost his son in a car accident, and Brian's going to be out there attending the funeral on Saturday, September 16, as opposed to the event that we had planned with him in South Jersey. Uh, we appreciate everyone reaching out. We will try and get Brian to another event. In fact, I'm working on one for November, working on a few more. So we'll keep you updated, let you know when we're going to have B-Doc out and where we're going to be. And if you're interested in having Brian Dawkins come out, please contact us too. Of course, we, we can make something. We can work on that and we can do something along those lines and make something happen. Our guest this week is going to be Hall of Famer DeMarcus Ware. He played for the Cowboys. He played for the Broncos. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame this past season. It was just about six weeks ago in Canton, Ohio. I was there, gave a beautiful speech, talked about forgiveness, forgiving his father who was in the crowd who wasn't there for him. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a great conversation with DeMarcus. Week one of the NFL season's in the books, and it was terrible for the New York Jets, their fans, actually for all NFL fans. It doesn't matter who you root for. You should want to see the best players out there, and after all the hype and the expectations, and Aaron Rodgers goes from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets, for him to go out there and only last four plays, just four plays before tearing his Achilles it was devastating. They had realistic Super Bowl hopes, and, and those dreams turned into nightmares for the New York Jets fans. They win that game, but the expectation now with Zach Wilson at quarterback and Aaron Rodgers out for the season certainly isn't Super Bowl or bust. But the Jets do have a winning formula. They can run the football. They got a strong defense. So we'll see what they can do. We'll see if Zach Wilson has learned from Aaron Rodgers. He did pretty a decent job in week one, considering he's now a backup. Now being thrust into the starting spotlight, perhaps they go out and bring in another quarterback. They certainly should add a veteran quarterback to the roster. But terrible news for Aaron Rodgers. Hope to see him rebound. At 40 years old, he's going to be trying to come back from an Achilles tendon injury if he even decides to come back. We know he's contemplated retirement a few times in his career over the past few years. Not sure. It's a long, tough, arduous road to recovery and a rehab. And then there's the mental aspect. So not sure if we'll ever see a future first ballot Hall of Famer, four-time NFL MVP. Here's to hoping that he does come back and he does line up and suit up for the New York Jets next year. We're going to talk a little bit this week about trying to gain approval. Who are you hoping to win over in your life? Are you going out there determined to prove to others wrong? Because it's so much in sports is about... You see teams, we wanted to prove the critics wrong, and guys got a chip on their shoulder. If they were drafted in the fourth round or the second round or the third round, or the, they carry that chip on their shoulder. And oftentimes, there are folks who talk about I, the naysayers and the critics, and they use that as fuel for motivation. And a lot of, a lot of it is kind of, you think about it and you say, do you really need that extra motivation from the outside if you're 
working for your livelihood? Should you really have to rely on the, as they say, bulletin board material in sports? Co- coaches hate that when other players give other teams bulletin board material, but then you'll talk to other guys who say it's the NFL or it's whatever it is. It's a big game. Should not need someone else motivating me. But let's talk about in our daily lives, in our practical lives. Are we seeking approval of other people? Are we trying to show someone wrong? Maybe they told us we can't accomplish, we can't do this, we can't become, you can't get that promotion, you're not good enough to lead this organization or, or whatever it may be. Because I, I think about it like this, if we're going out in our, in our daily work or whatever we're hoping to accomplish, trying to prove ourselves to other people, we're going about it wrong because that's not going to last. That's not going to be fulfilling. We're constantly going to be thinking about what other people are saying about us because some people are going to love you. Some people won't like you. Some will be jealous of you and your success. And if you get caught up in that, we're taking our eyes off of what's most important. And that's really not what people say about us or how they feel about us. But what's most important is pleasing God. See, if we're so consumed and worried about pleasing others, you're going to make mistakes. And if you're trying to please others in this world, in this day and age, can't follow, you're certainly not going to be following the Lord. We're not going to be following the world. And I see that mistake oftentimes in church. I see that with leaders in leadership, in church positions, in ministry, that you're trying to be everything to everybody, and maybe we forget about what the goal is, and that's the Word, because the Word never changes. The truth never changes. The Bible is stands alone. Jesus is is not going to be any different. His teaching is not going to change 10 years from now, 20 years from now. So we have to think about not proving other people wrong or proving ourselves to others or trying to please others by our actions, by our words, by trying to fit in, by trying to be part of the crowd. So easy to be try and be part of the crowd. But it's okay to stand alone. It's okay to stand strong on your conviction. One of my favorite Bible verses, Galatians 1.10, Paul says, Am I now trying to win the approval of humans or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. It's such a powerful Bible verse. I want to read it again. Just think about this as you're listening. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Like Paul gets this 2,000 years ago. He gets it. He gets what's going on right now. If we're trying to please other people, if we're trying to continue to look at the doubters and say, ha ha, you were wrong. Or if we're hoping to fit into the cool club, we're not being servants of Christ. We're called to stand on the word, stand on our strong convictions. It's okay to be different. Paul's priority certainly wasn't winning friends. And we know his history. We know his story. We know how he was one of the most fierce rivals of Christians until he had that encounter with Jesus. He would go out there and persecute Christians until he had that personal encounter with Jesus, and that changed everything. And he went from being a man who persecuted Christians to being one of the greatest disciples who wrote all these amazing books of the New Testament. 
But his priority wasn't making friends and being popular. His priority wasn't let's relate it to today. Let's relate it to the modern world. His priority wasn't to get likes, to get shares, to get retweets, or actually I should call it re reposts on because Twitter is no longer Twitter. It's X. So it's not re X's. I guess it's re that's what it says. Reposts. Anyway, I don't want to digress, but his priority wasn't winning friends, being popular, getting likes, getting clicks, getting shares, getting people to check out the click, like clickbait journalism, which I see so often. It, his priority was spreading the good news to as many people as possible. And he did not care if they were not pleased to hear him speak the truth of the gospel. And there's going to be moments for all of us where we have to speak the truth of the gospel and not be concerned if people like us, not be seeking their approval, not be trying to prove others wrong who doubt us. See, all of that stuff kind of fits into the same category, right? If you're constantly trying to prove a doubt or wrong, okay, and now all of a sudden they believe in you, what next? Are you satisfied? Are you not continuing to strive for more? If we're often focused on who said what about us, we're going about things the wrong way. None of that's going to be really truly satisfying, really truly fulfilling. Can't take our eyes off the most important part of what we believe in, the word, the gospels, and spreading that and sharing that love to other people. And it's okay if we're not the most well-liked person because we feel strongly about the truth of the gospel. Love everyone. Share the love of Christ. Be great to our neighbors. Love your neighbor as yourself. We follow all these golden rules. But some folks aren't going to like you because we believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, rose again on the third day, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again in judgment one day. Some folks don't like that, and that should be okay. That should be the least of our concerns. Let's not focus on proving ourselves to other people, winning their pats on the back and all of the accolades, and let's focus on the word and the truth of the Gospels. Up next, you're going to hear from DeMarcus Ware. You're listening to Faith on the Field Show. With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes morning simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz & Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you, we need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.
This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. back to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. You can find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen to the show anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Sometimes we cut them short for radio. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field. And please be sure to tell a few friends or as many as you'd like about Faith on the Field. If you would like to be a sponsor for the show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We've got so many exciting things happening right now, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise, but you want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonthefieldshow.com. Our guest Demarcus Ware is a nine-time Pro Bowl outside linebacker with the Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. He was a four-time AP All-Pro. He won a Super Bowl with Denver. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2023 last month. Demarcus is partnering with DirecTV for Business through its partnership with Everpass Media. DirecTV for Business is continuing to offer commercial customers access to games on the NFL Sunday ticket, making sure that fans across the country can watch their favorite teams regardless of location. So with the NFL Sunday ticket, businesses can catch every live game every Sunday afternoon during the regular season on DirecTV for Business. They're in 300,000 bars, restaurants, hotels, and other commercial establishments across the U.S. Here is my conversation with DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus, it's been an exciting week one of the NFL season. And as we were just talking about a devastating injury for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets fans, I know they came back, they won the game. It was an emotional win, but now it sets in. Reality sets in. You know what that's like. How does a team move on? It's really hard for a team to move on when you sort of put all your eggs in one basket Um, and not just a regular basket. I'm talking about you put it into a guy that can really change the trajectory of your whole team. And yeah, he didn't play as much in the preseason, but you got to see bird like, you know, bursts of what he can do. And we were waiting for this first game to be like, we just can't wait to see him do what he can do best. Right. And now for the team to now say we, we got to go with our second quarterback, which is probably one of the hardest things, um, but it's a team sport. And everybody's going to have to corral around the guy that's behind Aaron. Aaron's going to still be there. And what's going to be cool is see how he actually pushes that second guy to excel to a point to where they still have a winning season. I think that's what people are failing to realize is how big of a leader Aaron Rodgers is. And yes, he's not going to be on the field, but his presence is going to be felt in that quarterback uh, meeting room. And I think the Jets kind of, the Marcus, are built to be able to win with that strong defense that they have and a running game that can, it's very effective. And what it can do Mm -hmm. is when you're facing other teams that have strong offenses, maybe control the clock, have a 35, 40 minute time of possession. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that the Jets are going to be the 85 Bears or the 2000 Baltimore Ravens and just win on defense. You could throw anybody out there, quarterback, but I I think they're better equipped to handle it than perhaps some other teams. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with you on that because they're used to controlling the clock, playing a chess match 
moving the chains, getting short field, you know, from their defense playing as well, getting those turnovers, and then scoring those small points. Three here, you know, six here if they can, because they have short field because the defense is either getting turnovers, getting sacks, and they're making those big plays. So they still can win football games. I mean, their season's not over. Their quarterback that's going in, they just need to be smart and play Jets football, run the football, control the clock, and let the defense go out there and do what they're going to do, and that's get them short field to win those football games. Let's talk about a couple of the teams that you're quite familiar with since you played your Hall of Fame career with the Dallas Cowboys and then with the Denver Broncos won a Super Bowl there. Dallas had a very impressive opening win against the Giants, just completely dominated that game. I thought the offense was somewhat average. They were still feeling their way. They didn't have to be all that great because special teams, defense all contributed. I got the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl this year, DeMarcus, so I'm pretty high on them. How do you view this team, especially in light of that win on Sunday night? Um, the way that they play this game, if they can play that way for the rest of the season, they're going to get into the postseason. I never promise anybody a Super Bowl, but they have the Super Bowl mentality on defense that can get them there. They got an offense that they didn't play like they should, but they played great to win the football game. Offenses peak at the late at the later part of the season. Defenses peak right now. And they consistent got to stay consistent through the whole year. And if they can do that, now we can start talking about Super Bowl. And I'm gonna start smiling and really getting googly eyed over here because you know I want my Dallas Cowboys to make it just like you. But um, but I never put a team in first. You gotta prove it week after week until you get into the playoffs. That defense runs through Mike. They got a ton of guys on defense, but Micah Parsons to me is such a game wrecker. He's been so impressive his first two seasons. He's determined to be a, a gold jacket guy at, so, at the end of his career. And, and I think he's got such a, obviously a long way to go. How special is he for someone uh, who's quite familiar with that position? I just go back to my playing days and start thinking about how, I played and I looked at Micah Parsons and I'm like, this dude is an even better athlete than I was. Um, I see him playing and being, I mean, a wrecking ball out there. He can, I mean, the sky's a limit for him. It's all about staying healthy. And one thing I had to do is move around a lot. And I'm starting to see that Micah Parsons playing on the left side. He just had a sack from playing tackle last week. He plays on the right side. That's what's going to get him his longevity so he can say, like I asked him, I said, what is a successful season or year um, looks for you? He said, man, I want to break your record. And I'm like, that's <laughs> what I'm, I want for you to do that. But I want for you to stay healthy uh, to get them boys in the postseason. And the Broncos got their season started off, picked up where they left off last year with another loss. But it looked like Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are building something He's able, I never thought that Russell Wilson was a guy who went from being a Pro Bowl caliber to last season's disaster. I thought that was an aberration. I thought he'd get back on track, and it looks like slowly uh, that may get there. And, and there was some reason for optimism based off the way they played. They came up short, but what are you seeing out of the Broncos after one week? I saw maturity. Um, yes, they only lost by one point. Um, they lost the game, but I saw a team that really wanted it. And yeah, there were some mistakes that were made in the game, but they were they were mature enough to almost close that game out. And I know that that was just the first game of the season, and the first game of the season does not tell you the whole season. And you know, with Russell Wilson, with you know Sean Payton, I know 
the maturity of the team, especially the way the defense played, they only got, what, 17 points scored on them. So that's big. But now the offenses need to keep picking it up, get better during the season. And realistically, we probably can see them in the postseason. Marcus, when you look at some of the games that happened, there was a lot of offensive teams who struggled to put points up on the board. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, only three points. Uh, even the Eagles, as dynamic as their offense was, they struggled to put up some points. Now, there were some exceptions to a tongue of Ilo in Miami where, and Justin Herbert and the Chargers and Jordan Love and the Packers. They were on a roll. They looked like they were clicking on all cylinders. Do you think the way coaches handle preseason and fewer practices – fewer preseason games, fewer starters playing in those exhibition games. Do you think it's impacting the first couple of weeks of September? I think it is, it is impacting uh, some of the teams, depending on their mentality. There are certain teams that have a lot of athletes and you just got to let them get out there and play. And those are the ones that blossom right now, like in Miami. But then there are certain teams like a scheme team, like Cincinnati. They need more time with the starters to get out there, to get a field, to run through their checks. But those are the teams that usually, at the end, they're clicking on all cylinders because now, yeah, it's taking them a little bit longer, just like you said, because of the preseason changes, but then they get to the postseason. Um, so I think it's, you know, give or take, depending on whatever the team mentality is, and um, and just going from there. But the preseason does have a big role on how those teams, how all teams start out. Marcus, I was in Canton for your Hall of Fame induction and uh, an official congratulations to you as we you. speak here. And, and what struck me was the, the passion and the, the speech that you gave, what you talked about growing up in a tough environment, overcoming that, overcoming some of those obstacles that you had to endure and eventually making it to the NFL and making it to the, the biggest stage on uh, you won a Super Bowl. You get the gold jacket in Canton. How difficult was it for you to grow up in that environment and yet overcome that? And what do you say to the youngsters out there now, DeMarcus, who are probably in a similar situation, maybe uh, if they're watching, if they're listening, and maybe they, they're in a single parent family. Maybe, maybe they don't have like a strong influence on their life. How do you tell them to, to just persevere? I think one of those things is, you know, persevere and being resilient. Uh, no matter what your circumstances are, you you make the outcome from that. Um, because everything is like moment, like it's a momentary moment. It's it's going to be small. It's not going to last forever. And I always tell the guys, hard, hard times make hard people. People that are resilient and they can get through things. If you have life easy, you're never going to be able to experience the hard times because then when they come, you don't know exactly how to deal with them. But if you've been dealing with that all your life, there will be nothing that anybody can put in your way, meaning that no word that's going to stop you. And for all of those youngsters out there that have been told, no, you're too small, so on and so forth, let that no be your bigger yes. Because when you get that opportunity and your chance, you'll be ready for it from those all those other experiences. The decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis are going to impact our lives sometimes forever. And, and you could have gone down that wrong path, right? Gangs and violence. And do you recall being in a moment, being in a situation where you were presented with right and wrong and, and thankfully you chose the right path and, and how, just how do you navigate that? If you're a young kid right now, how do you make that tough decision? If, if there's so many things pulling at you in that other environment, 
Well, when I got that college scholarship my sophomore year, I just remember sitting in the um, in my bedroom, in my dorm room, and feeling like I wasn't enough. I was third string. And so I went back home. I went back home, and it was a part of my story, but I went to a little parking lot party, ended up, you know, some family members got into a fight. I picked up that knife, and that gun was held right to my head, and I had nothing to do with it. I got another opportunity to get my bags and go back to college again. And I used that as a huge momentum builder to say I got a second chance. There will be a lot of times where when your gangs are calling you to join the gangs, the drug dealers are saying, hey, you know, will you just sit on the side of the street and sell these drugs for me? Those types of things, you usually don't get a second chance. It only takes a word no, all right, to stop any of those things because you never know where your what your future holds for you. And I got that second chance and I'm just letting all those kids know that I don't care if you come in a gang, violence, whatever type of community, single parent, I've lived all those things. And if you can overcome those things by saying, you know what, there's a bigger yes for me, even though I'm feeling like it's hell right now, it's momentary. You're going to be okay because when you get to the other side and you start seeing that light, you're going to appreciate it more than anybody. And the people that have been in that light the whole time, they're going to know how much you appreciate it. I know your faith in God is a big part of your life. And also part of your speech was your forgiving your dad. And, and I think forgiveness is kind of like the heart of Christ is forgive mm -hmm. others, treat them as, as much as we want forgiveness. What did that mean to you? to be able to just stand up there and, and tell your dad he's forgiven for not being there for you. It, it, it was one of the hardest things because that was my first time saying dad. And it sort of quivered in my voice a little bit. And I think it was about, uh, it was a long time since I've seen my dad, you know, when I saw him in the stains on him and I got choked up a little bit because I didn't really know what to say. But one thing that stuck in my mind was forgiveness heals. And if you don't, it's going to ride on your body for a long time and become a disease that you can't get rid of. So you need to let it go. And if you can let it go, you're going to open up um, a part of your heart, a part of your spirit that's going to sort of bless you in a way to where people are going to see it. And just like you just said with that speech, you probably grew up with both of your parents, but no matter what, there was something in your life that, I, a, a time when I was in that speech, when I was talking, it probably touched you because it's real. Like it's real life. Like, and we we sit around and we say, oh, okay, well, then this is, is all smoke and mirrors and it's not. You, if you want, if you want your life, you got to live your life where you are, know where your feet are at the time and just go from there. Absolute truth, man. I appreciated that speech. Appreciate you uh, sharing a little bit more about that. Now tell me, Demarcus, about your involvement, your partnership with DirecTV for Business. I mean, it's it's an awesome opportunity. Um, DirecTV for Business and, and Everpass, they, Everpass Media, they really teamed up together. And when you got two awesome companies trying to bring um, the NFL Sunday ticket to bars, restaurant, businesses, because when you think about watching a football game, that's where we want to go. We want to go where the crowds are. And we're just really promoting that football, that football atmosphere in the biggest venues that you can go to. 
And for me to be part of that, I'm like, that's great. Because when I go to any of those places, if you do not have the Sunday ticket, NFL Sunday ticket, I'm walking out. <laughs> I'm walking out the spot. And um, just being part of that, I think it's going to be monumental. They've been doing it for over 30 years now. That's consistency. That was my career. So I want to be teamed up with somebody that's been doing this for a very long time, know what they're doing, and they're making an impact uh, in the community. Man, I'm the same way. And I, I had that question when there was a, the changes and everything going on and, and bar owners are like, what are we going to do? How are we going to? And it's no, it's right there for you. It's still direct TV for yeah. business. It's still available. Yeah. I appreciate you and wish you a, a ton of blessings. All right. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. Thank you to DeMarcus Ware. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti. Reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.